Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Golden Ratio Podcast. I am Jen, GR Mom, joined as always by GR Dad. Hi. <laughs> How's it going, GR Dad? <laughs> Fine. I have checked, and your audio is indeed recording right now. Well, that's good news or bad news, depending on what you like. <laughs> okay. Um, the cocktail of the week this week is the Royal Bermuda Yacht Club. Good, to, good name. Is that Irish? Uh, no. <laughs> I, the thing is, like, all right. You look for Irish cocktails. It's either like the Dublin mudslide, some stuff with Jameson, some nasty shots, or some like deeply offensive things that sort of treat the troubles as something to like name cocktails after. Mm. Or something just green. Or green. Normal stuff that's just green. And it's like, it's not Irish just because it's got like Midori fucking melon liqueur. I know, like that river in Chicago. Just because it's green doesn't make it Irish. Today. It's really green. <laughs> they, so for those of you who have, I mean, now I think everybody knows this because of social media, but if you missed it, um, forever, Chicago has dyed the Chicago River green for St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> There's a huge Irish community in Chicago. So green. <clears throat> so they have this like vegetable dye. They dump it off a boat. It's like oh fluorescent God. green. I mean, it's a pretty good sized river. It's not real long, but it's nice and wide and deep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so today, the bears... The Chicago Bears tweeted. You missed this because you weren't around today. Yeah. So they took a picture and they photoshopped the river from green to orange. And they said, that's better, Chicago River. Happy St. <laughs> Patrick's Day. And, and the responses before they deleted it were like, could someone please tell the social media intern at the Chicago Bears about the troubles? <laughs> oh, that orange means whatever, Ulster. And, they're, yeah. they're like the Bears single-handedly like trying <sighs> to get the troubles going again. Uh, so anyway, they deleted that tweet. Anyway, yes, all of the Irish cocktail. I mean, there's plenty of like good Irish drinks and we got a bottle of Jameson for St. Patrick's Day. Um but yeah, all the cocktails are dumb and and, and like <laughs> offensive in one well, way or another. I mean, I get, yeah. not not cocktails with Jameson, but like the St. Patrick's Day themed cocktails all tend to be stupid. <clears throat> so anyway, the Royal Bermuda Yacht Club is rum Cointreau Falernum, which is a, a kind of tiki spiced thing mm-hmm. and uh, lime juice. That's good. It's kind of like a daiquiri. Oh, no. Yeah. It's a pretty good name, actually. I think that's Guac eating his one of his new toys. One of those new toys. A friend of the squad sent us a box of toys. They're getting a lot of love. If anyone has kids, you know how there are toys that make weird noises, and that's totally objectionable, but other people give them to you? That's what I did with A lot them. of dog toys make weird noises, yeah. too. These are okay, though. Yeah. I got my brother's kid. I think we've talked about the xylophones and drum <laughs> kits and toy trumpets and stuff every year when they were little kids. Not totally innocently on your behalf. Oh, 100% with malice. Oh, and bad. then my mom so would step bad. in because, Mom, we all know that you liked Tom better. And she would be like, those toys can stay at my house. <laughs> and I'd be like, Mom, I got them to annoy Tom at his house. <laughs> She's like, I know. That's why I'm taking them out of that equation. Yep. <laughs> it's terrible. The plot was foiled. I think many parents have cursed the giver of the such gifts. Yes. <laughs> well. And there are a lot of loud kid toys. Anyway, there's a lot of weirdly sounding dog toys, too, that are like not squeaky, but like sound like those crinkly crunched up water bottles they are usually crunched up water yeah. bottles yeah or they sound squeaky like cheese curds or something i mean it's just a there's a bunch of weird ones where you're just like what the heck is that sound and adrenaline rises guac sometimes gets going on a squeaker 
Oh, where yeah. he's like squeak, 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 and then I perform a squeakectomy yeah. on those toys. Hops used to do that too, where she used to get really into making super lot of noise. Yeah, because she likes the attention. Hopper, where where are you, diva? <laughs> uh, okay, so there we go. That's the cocktail of the week. Cocktail of the week. Dog. Okay, administrative corner. Yes. I love administrative <laughs> corner. Honestly, I don't think we've got any administrative business. Get out. Okay, if you haven't <laughs> received your guaco pin and you don't live in Australia or New Zealand, um, please let me know. Why? Because they're not getting packages still? I, I've, I received a bunch of them back. If you live in Australia or New Zealand and ordered a guaco pin, um, you're going to be hearing from me this week because I got a bunch of them returned because apparently we're just not doing mail service to Australia and New Zealand anymore. Because of the pandemic. Yeah. So they. I thought that back. was temporary. It's permanent now? No, I mean, it's temporary. Uh, just the temporary continues. I'm, I'm trying to figure it out. Don't get me all old man <clears throat> starting on the U.S. No, Postal please Service. Don't. <laughs> please don't. Let's move on. All right, dog <laughs> updates. Um, I got theories. <laughs> there are no guac updates. Guac is fine. Guac is a good boy who needs a lot of love and is still dealing with his emotions. There are no Vink updates. Vink is doing great. Vink is slightly itchy. And steals food when she can. And socks. There are no Hopper updates. Hopper is doing great. Hopper's one of the best girls in the world. Uh, there aren't really any Chief, any Chief Brody updates. A few people have asked why he's wearing his sleeve. It's just that one of his calluses is on his elbows is sort of irritated and it's letting it heal. So that's he it. He licks it. And he, and he licks it if the sleeve's not it's on better it. better than a cone. Cone is the worst. Yep. Um, there are no Remy updates. He's just... Chugging along, hopefully getting some more vision back. He's resorbing. So that leaves Voods. There's a lot of updates on Voods. So Voods, last week we, the, we recorded the podcast late because I had been traveling. When I left on last Monday, right? So this is whatever, 10 or 11 days ago now. Voods was normal for Voods. Yeah, he was. Yeah. He was his, his self. And then... <laughs> By the time I got back on Thursday, Voods was really another dog. and Not a better dog. No. So he he has developed new and very dramatic problems, both with his mobility and his alertness. And we didn't talk about it last week because he had... We thought it might be medicine-related because he had eaten... We did talk about all the things he'd eaten. And I think when he ate the uh, the inflatable donut cone alternative for Vink yeah uh, that's right yeah, yeah, yeah. it took yeah, it out for Vink so he ate that we talked about it last week that he puked up parts of it and I think that's the thing that he puked up shortly after dinner and the problem when Woods throws up after dinner is that he throws up some of his medicine and he needs full doses of all his medicine and so that means we have to give him more medicine so you kind of waited until bedtime when he was thoroughly done puking all the bits up. Yeah. And you gave him more food and you gave him a full extra dose of medicine. Yeah. And he probably had absorbed some of the medicine and so he had extra. And that's we've talked to the vet about this. He doesn't often throw up right after dinner, but it has happened before. And the vet's like, give him a whole extra dose of everything. It will probably make him sleepy and that's it. And so the next day, which I guess would be Wednesday maybe. Mm-hmm. He was really, fall, you know, just drunken walking. A taxi is the formal term for that. Really lethargic. And, you know, we're like, maybe it's the medicine. He hasn't had problems like that before when he's gotten the kind of double dose. Right. And, and he had like five hours between vomiting and when he got 
the last dose because he threw up right after dinner and then you gave him that last dose at bedtime. Right. So it wasn't like he got them both back to back. I mean, normally he gets them 12 hours apart and he got them five hours apart. Right. And he didn't have all of one. So mm, it kind of shouldn't be that. But we're like, maybe that's what it is. And that's not what it was because he just kept being like that. Yeah, he still is walks like he's half drunk. I mean, he just kind of leans side to yeah, side or so, sways. Yeah. So he, uh, so his ataxia, which is like the sort of drunken walking, he drags his feet. Um, if he's just standing there, his hips will kind of lean over to one side or they'll lean over the other. He falls down a lot. He has a really hard time standing up if he's laying down. Um, he stumbles a lot when he walks and, and he always did some of this, but it's so much worse now than it was. Mm -hmm. And he was also like near catatonic over the weekend, you know, like not actually, but it was really hard he to would get like him. fall into the deep sleep, like at, at the drop of a hat, he'd like kind of just conk and almost comatose. Yeah. And, uh, you couldn't engage him in anything. I mean, now there's plenty of times where he's like, no. Like I'm sleeping, but he'll still, you know, he'll perk up for snacks or foods or he'll come, you know, walking in sometimes or he'll play with the other dogs. And he wasn't doing any of that. Yeah, for a while, you could put a snack like in his mouth and he wouldn't yeah. eat it because he was just like, oh, I'm so tired. Yeah. So to the point where like on Sunday or Saturday, I was like, it's maybe time for us to talk about, you know, plans for foods because this is no quality of life where he can barely stand up. He you know is just not there he just is asleep all the time that you know and we talked about having to make this decision a few weeks ago um so we talked we called the neurology clinic because they happened to be open all weekend and i was like so you know this is happening and they're like well he could be having like some mini seizures like not the big violent ones that he has but some smaller ones that could be causing it so we made an appointment to take him back in Fortunately, early this week, he has perked up a bit. His ataxia is still just as bad. He's still very drunkenly walking around, and it's a lot worse than it was two weeks ago. But he is, I would say today, his alertness is pretty much back to what it is. Yeah. Where it's, it, what it was. I, I was saying it's so, it's, he, he doesn't help himself by being so stubborn and lazy, right? Like half the time, <laughs> it's really sometimes hard to tell if he can't get up or he doesn't want to get up and d won't yeah. get up. Yeah. Right or or won't pay attention because he's like looking at the lizard or something. I know, but like normal dogs, do not just lay there like he does. No, no, no. He starts like, from a weird place. Too. There's yeah. problems. Yeah, but yeah. But now um, we can get him. We can lure him with food, which is like a big. <laughs> that's more normal. Yeah. So today, Jared Dad took him up to Miami for I think only the second time, not as an emergency. I know he had his overnight bag and stuff, and he was very <laughs> disappointed when he just came back. Yeah. And uh, when I was talking to the neurologist, because they still do COVID protocols, so you just drop them off and they bring him in. Um, she's like, yeah, you know, usually I see him when he's having seizures and so he's all dopey. You know, she's like, I don't really know what he's like normally because <laughs> like, he's like here all the time. <laughs> I was like, well. Um, but anyway, you know, we, Jared Ad and I had, had kind of talked, have had a bunch of long conversations about it and sort of going like, our options are, you know, he's on all the medicine he can be on for the seizures. So our options are sort of going to be, we can, we can't increase his medicine because we had temporarily increased his medicine after his last spa week in Miami and, 
and we decided to take him off the increased dose and risk more seizures because his quality of life was unacceptable. He was sleeping all the time and it was just terrible. Yeah. So now he's back on the dose that he's been on for years now. Yeah. So we so we cannot increase his medicine, but we also can't decrease his medicine because if we decrease it, he's going to have more seizures. Every time we've tried to decrease it, he's had more seizures. And he's kind of on the borderline of having too many seizures now in terms of his quality of life. He spends five days a month at this at the neurology hospital in Miami, pretty wow. much. I mean, he's a he's gone six weeks now without a seizure, but he's basically spent. I mean, he's been admitted and stayed there for nights every month except one since October, I think. Um, that's too much. <laughs> I mean, we can afford it. It's not a money issue. It's just like, you know, what are we doing with this dog where he has to spend kind of one full work week out of every month in the hospital, in the hospital, hooked up to IVs. You know, it's okay right now. Like we're like, yeah, because when he's back, you know, he has whatever five ish days of recovery, but then he's got a good few weeks where he's kind of his perky self. I mean, as perky as he gets, right. I mean, he's still pretty out of it, but it's okay but if he were doing that any more often we have kind of talked through it and been like that that probably means it's time you know what are we going to do like have 30 percent of the time he's kind of with it and engaged and the rest of the time he's he's drugged out or hooked up on an iv like that's not good yeah having having like 30 percent of the time in the hospital is not good yeah that's not his that's not good yeah and now it's like 20 percent of the time in the hospital (laughs) on average so um so we can't we can't really adjust his medicine either way. And, uh, you know, the neurologist was saying, cause when I was, I was like, look, I don't need you to solve this problem. I just wanted to make sure there wasn't anything like new and obvious that you understood as a new problem happening, but we don't want to decrease his medicine and have more seizures. And he's like, yeah, you know, we just tested all of his levels and he's like right in the sweet spot of the therapeutic range on these two. So you know it's going to be less therapeutic if you decrease it because the current dose is exactly the right dose. So we're kind of not doing anything at this point, and he's doing okay. And then, you know, we just kind of have to see what happens, basically. Um, Maybe everything will be great. You with me, dear dad? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, I mean, what can I say? It's it's a... Lots of variables that we don't have control over. It's all really uncertain, yeah. for sure. Um, but yeah, you know, maybe this is just a weird temporary thing. It doesn't seem like it. I mean, it's been a couple of weeks that he's been extra wobbly. Yeah. Um, so we don't know. But anyway. He's, he's wobbly like if he were a dog who raised his leg, he'd fall over if he raised his leg. But he can't. He can't stand on three legs. He couldn't no. even... He, he can't walk without the legs on the ground. He no. drags his no, feet. Those back legs are really... Com- have always been really compromised. Yeah, and he's dragging the front ones now, which he wasn't before. Um, like the neurologist today, she's like, I was looking at his nails, and you can see you know, the middle nails are worn down. She's like, on his back legs, but also on his front ones, so he's clearly dragging all of them. <laughs> he doesn't really pick any of them off. He... He schlurfs around, as Schlurf, we said. He's schlurfing around. He's yeah. absolutely a schlurfer. Well, and it's a good time that we have cardboard all over the floor, so we can really hear him. So it's extra loud. The good thing is he doesn't get up that much, so we don't have to hear it all that much. 
<laughs> Brody says, <laughs> Brody. you guys. Brody says hello, and Brody says, I only had one dil- dinner so far, and that's just beneath me. It's almost 9 o'clock. Where's my second dinner? It was I on my first one I, I, after 4. That was already too late. <laughs> now it's after 8. It's already too late. Big man Brody. Anyway, that's the that's the Voods news. Um, yeah. In terms of non-Voods foods this week, uh, what did he eat besides a napkin? I mean, a nap, a whole a napkin. whole like cloth dinner napkin, um, which we only discovered on the way out. Yeah, he's. I mean, I don't know toys, and I mean there've been bits and pieces of stuff. Yeah, but overall, he's, he's, he's in the okay. he's in the recycling. <laughs> oh, a paintbrush. He was he was eating the yes. Fortunately, of, you caught him on that one. Yeah. Yeah, I've taken, you know, yeah. All right, so that's dog updates. Um, in ramblings, um, someone said, could you please say more about the house construction? Because for the non like, we're updating the super followers on it and the Patreons, but we're not posting updates on the rest, so. Because somebody thinks it's boring. <laughs> Here's what's going on in the house. <laughs> we're, we're renovating the guest bathroom. It has been gutted, including the subfloors removed. All new, everything put in. It's they'll probably be done next week. It's been so long. It has a new tile floor. It has now like two thirds of a new tile shower going in. Um, no, it's we're in the fun stage now where we can see progress. Yeah, and then our the the more disruptive thing is that. I thought this was going to be a little project. <laughs> it's turned into quite a big project. No, I thought so too, naively. So we have obviously like the main room of the house, right? The living room, dining room goes into the kitchen and there's a vaulted ceiling on it. And um, all the ceilings here, they're not popcorn, but they've got this weird kind of stucco-y texture. And we have them get rid of that every time they've renovated a room but they weren't going to renovate the living room like there's nothing really to renovate we like flat ceilings yeah not not textured and and i was like you know when they were here last year i was like i'd like to redo this i'd sort of like to do a bead board on the ceiling and and the guy's like oh like a tongue and groove and i like that sounds great and like recessed lighting and replace this ratchet ass ceiling fans that are in here and get new registers and i was like okay so they're gonna put in whatever dozen holes for recessed lighting put in new fans just slap nail, some wood on there. Nail that wood onto the ceiling and we'll be done. Oh my God. So they've been working on it all week. We now have like <laughs> one, two, three, like 12 rows of one by fours nailed to our ceiling, like heading up towards the peak. So they can oh. then attach the tongue and groove going like horizontally onto those. Yeah. There's holes drilled for all the lights in the living room but they still they're also going to do the kitchen ceiling they haven't even started i think they've forgotten that they have to do that (laughs) they're gonna remember (laughs) and they're gonna they're like moving stuff and they've got to wire all this new stuff and they had to like extend down the the like switches oh oh, yeah all of all like the the ceiling fan things and then also like where the air conditioning comes out the vents like they needed to add a piece on to extend it down a few inches because they're like adding a few inches by putting these one by fours and then the tongue and groove up there and yeah tomorrow they're putting in new electrical boxes for all the switches it is it's taking such a long time. It's we thought be it'd be a little bit more complicated than painting the ceiling. Yeah, I thought they'd be like, "All right, we'll just nail these boards onto your ceiling and cut some holes and we'll be done." No. But I will no. say 
So the guy who owns the company that that does the construction work for us, um, he's great and he's got a lot of vision and he really likes things done perfectly, which is awesome. Oh my God, though, but the this I, the 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 work that they're doing on this is perfection, and I I would do half as much of a job. <laughs> yeah, I mean same, but he's always got good ideas, right? So yep. he thinks of stuff that we don't think of, which is great, and he is like so what kind of recessed lights do you want? And I was like, I want them to be dimmable because like none of our, you know, our lighting in here sucked anyway. We basically just had the ceiling fans, but th when they did our bathroom last year, they put in dimmable lights, which is amazing. And I was like, please dimmable. He's like, you know, in my house, <laughs> I have these Philips hue light bulbs. And so these are smartish light bulbs. If you have an in-home surveillance device like an Alexa, you can hook them up to that. But we obviously do not have one of those in our privacy aware household. But you basically have a phone on your app and you can program them and they can be any color and you can do multiple settings. So you can have it, they'll put a little switch on the wall and it's like you can have four settings it rotates through. So if you hit the switch once. Like preset settings. Preset, yeah. You yeah. can set them to whatever you want with the app on your phone. Um, but you can have presets. So like if you hit the button once, it will turn them on. He's like, at my house, we do 2% blue light. So if you have to get up in the middle of the night, it's really dim, but it's blue. And I was like, oh, this sounds like exactly what I need. <laughs> this is perfect. He's like, and then you can hit it a second time and it'll put it on whatever the full setting. You can hit it a third time and it'll, you know, like the ones in front of the TV, you'll get dimmer and the ones in the back will, you know, stay the same. And so you've got like a TV. So there's four settings like that. What do that. you say? My daughter likes to just like do disco lighting. He's like, I put them in the chandelier and he has I think like a six-year-old daughter and so he's got it where she can just push a button and like each of them changes a different rainbow color so we can do like disco color dance parties in the house which a hundred percent is going to be all that it will be on the snaps yeah, for my, like the first my week. understanding is that for each bulb or whatever it is you can you can mix what red green and blue and blue and that'll make all the colors. Yeah, but you can you can make them almost any color, right? Yeah, like yep. it sounds just kind of science fiction. We could do like me. a rainbow across the ceiling, so we could have like red, orange, yellow, green, blue, purple. Um, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah, but it's like, but but we don't have to change the light bulb to do that. We just like mix it differently. The, it's the glory of the LED, Ingo. It's the future. Yep. I think I'm living in the future. <laughs> so anyway, that's actually going to be super fun, and we will totally be showing it off. Uh, once we get them put in. Oh, yeah. We're going to test the dog's um, color awareness. <laughs> so anyway, and new ceiling fans, they're replacing the doors. Like the inside doors are all super ratchet. And none of them latch. There's only four, the two bathroom doors and the two bedroom doors. And they replaced the primary bathroom door last year when we renovated that. So there's three doors left. And when they were going to do the guest bathroom door, I'm like, could you just do all three of the remaining doors? It'll make it feel so much better. They, these are like the, the really foam-based doors that awful. are in there. They're kind of bent and they don't, yeah, yeah they don't Yeah, none lock. of them close. Like when, when you know, the, we try to keep the dogs in the bedroom, Brody's figured out that he can just like kind of tug on it a little bit and yeah. open it up. Yeah. Bump it a few times. Yeah, we got to put a door stop under the door from the inside. <laughs> and then to you can't it open it from the other side. <laughs> so they're going to do that, which is great. So it's all, it's actually going to make a huge difference. Yeah, it's yeah. going to look so much better in here. And having good lighting is going to be like transformative. But, oh my God. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. It must just be, it must be all home improvement. We, we haven't had that much stuff done in our lives, but... You know, we've had people in our house, in and around our house since January 10th. Yeah. 
The other good news on the home improvement front is that I went downstairs one day this week and there were two giant piles of lumber in the driveway. And I'm like, there's nothing that we're doing that needs that lumber. And the, <laughs> the sort of crew head who's working here on the bathroom, like, Martin, is that your lumber? And he's like, no, that's your lumber. So it was dropped off for the dock. Maybe we'll get the dock finished. We're 95% done with that whole project. There's, I mean... Now, we had the rocks in the front yard for like three months, as you pointed out. Yeah, they were nice climbing So we rocks. may have lumber in the front yard <laughs> for a while. But the fact that they've delivered some lumber so is a hopeful. good sign. So hopeful. It's not all the lumber, but it's some. We're working on it. So anyway, that's home improvement updates. Um, we're not going to do lots of regular updates, but we I will 100% do a tour when it's done. The bathroom is fucking amazing, you guys. The tile that we got is wild it's, and beautiful. It's cool. So we'll, oh my God, when it's done, group photo shoot in the new shower with the blue round tiles. Oh. It's going to look super awesome. Dogs are going to be stunned. We'll show it off. Stunned. Um, all we right. Should, we should put a disco light in that bathroom. Uh, they'll probably put the disco lights in there. Might be too much with the faucet too that has disco lighting. Yeah. And <laughs> we have an LED faucet. <laughs> we'll do a whole bathroom tour in the snaps once it's done. Um Okay, do you want to do Taste of the Keys or German Word of the Week? You're responsible for both this week. What? Responsible? I mean, you're telling both stories. It's not like you, you were going to talk about the Haitians. All right, fine. I'll talk about the Haitians. <laughs> I have no problem with Haitians. I'm just... But I'll do a double feature. You're just getting out of your story. No, no, okay. I'll do double feature. I'll do my story. But it's both. It touches on both. Your your story touches on the Haitians? No, on German Word and on Conch Life stuff. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so there was a, a convoy of Haitians. Hang on, now I got to pull it up. Um, a flotilla, yeah. um, whatever you call it. There was a big, a single big boat, uh, like old, man, handmade sailboat um, that came to shore this thing, I mean, I'm looking at a picture of it now. If you just Google like Haitians in Florida Keys, you'll find it. This happened this week. Migrants is what they're calling them. They're refugees from Haiti. Um, they like made this sailboat. They got a hundred people in there. It, I mean, the sailboat looks like it would be the size for like five people. It's like the boats that float by our house. I mean, they're like yeah. little fishing boats. Yeah. Uh, it, I don't know how they get a hundred people in there. Stack them I'm like sorry, sardines. Ingo. A hundred sixty-three. I don't. I don't. That's no. A hundred sixty-three people I don't on know this how boat. They did it. Yeah. I, I mean, I I can't imagine. Um. Anyway, they they came ashore, so they they came to the Keys and they landed in the yard of just some house. It'd be like our dock. They'd it would literally like be like they they came into our yard. <laughs> And they and just 163 and start pouring out of there. the boat like yeah. a clown car. You're just like, holy smokes. Yeah, it it's it was like a private residence. It looks like um like they weren't invited there. Like I'm looking at a picture of the house and the hurricane shutters are up, which happens all the time. Like it just means that people aren't there. Right. At that house. So I don't think it was like, oh, we're going to Bob's house. Right. right? It was no, just no, like, they, like they got this to is the, the key. first shore we have we found. Yeah. Um, and so all these, my, there's pictures of, of all these migrants. It's two islands up from us. I mean, you know, they absolutely could have just landed here instead and they all got out of the boat and you know, it had, a, it has a little walk up beach like ours was before the seawall, right? You can just walk in Ugh. and, uh, and they're all just hanging out in the yard. <laughs> they're all like, this is, at least it's dry land. Oh, I don't know here. how long it, take, it took. Can them. you see this picture <gasps> of the boat? The boat is 
stacked with people. They're just like standing there like like in a concert. It is. It's like if you took a concert and put people and the boat's tilted real sideways. We'll, we'll post a picture of it uh, or I'll post a link to this story. I'm this sure is, they ran aground, right? It's, if they, it's just they the shallowness here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh. Yeah. This is Fox 13 News, which is like, a I think, in Miami. Oh, Tampa Bay. Um, so it's not behind a paywall. But yeah. So, um, I mean, it's these pictures are incredible of just all these. I, I can't imagine making that trip. And so they got here and they was, all right, like here we are. And they, they went into this yard. So now they're all, uh, they basically get vetted for asylum asylum status. Yeah. yeah. So uh, it used to be, you know, when the Cubans would come, it used to be like, are you here? You're in. Yeah. And they got rid of that policy. And then Haiti never had that policy anyway. Um, but things are a mess in Haiti. So I hope it they all get to stay. Must be a terrible mess if you're willing to risk death i mean that's, that's you're risking death for many different ways if you're in an oh. overcrowded sailboat that must God, have taken a week or something this is not cuba it's far yeah yeah but even i mean the the cubans who come here just in these boats that like i wouldn't i wouldn't take it from here to key west which is 15 miles and they're going across the straits of florida which are dangerous yeah waters uh and then for them to get here and then get sent back, it's just heartbreaking. Like, yeah. I, I'm all for, like, bring everybody in. I mean, you know, obviously, like, vet for the criminals and, like, don't let the bad people in. But, like, most of them are not. They just need to get it's out like of there. Ellis Island them or something, right? Yeah. I mean, come on. I'm, I'm all for it. Um, so, anyway. Anyway, 163 of them showed up in somebody's backyard. Uh, and I saw it. I found out about it on Nextdoor. They're like, what's going on over there on Sunderland <laughs> Key? The <laughs> I was like, we got a whole bunch of people from Haiti here today. I'm, I'm surprised it wasn't like the neighbor going, are they having a party on their lawn? <laughs> it's so loud. Why are they all so loud? <laughs> uh, so anyway, that was that was big news this week. Yeah. And, and you're absolutely right. I mean, they could have. The, it happens once a month that there's a boat of migrants coming from somewhere in the Caribbean where people die. Yeah. trying to get here to the keys yeah um, and then they try to save as as many as they can obviously it's coast guard and stuff but but if it happens far enough out geez yeah um so anyway there's there's that news yeah so mine german word yeah right okay right i'm with you you're looking at me kind of funny german word of the week i don't know what it's gonna be rettungsgasse i don't uh, and then the last word's gas gasse no g-a-s-s-e is um lane like a, oh. it could be like Fressgasse. There's a lot of gas in in, in Lane. old. It's like stay in your gasse. Y well, if it's just gasse, it's usually refers to a very narrow street. Oh, okay. You know, like yep, a, yep. A, a, I don't know what what. Like what Linden Lane. Yeah, kind of like Lane, but in in German medieval towns, you just imagine like between houses, like a little like alley a kind of thing. Alley, yes, yeah. it's more like an alley. But it, but you're right. It it it, it is Lane. Rettungsgasse means. The lane that you're supposed to leave for the... The emergency lane, breakdown spots, lane. Sorry, for the rescue vehicles. Yeah, yeah, so it's a rescue lane. Okay. And so, because on the Autobahn, there's often not an emergency strip, uh -huh. you know, left or right. No shoulder. Let's yeah. put it that way, because it's an old... Some of those are built in 1930. Mm -hmm. Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> But and so if if there's a stau, which there often is, especially stau after an accident, traffic stau, traffic jam. Yeah. So in Germany that just stops, right? So you might stand there for like three hours or something. 
Yeah. You're supposed to leave a lane in the middle. So everyone goes, oh. the left goes to the left and the right goes to the left and, and the right goes to the right. And that way, fire department, police, ambulance can get through the middle. Do people actually do that? Yes. Oh. Surprisingly, I've seen it. That's great. Yeah, no, it's because otherwise, you know, they'll get, I don't know what would happen. Americans would not do that. Well, it's because they're not, they're not, I mean, you have, there's a shoulder and I mean, there's a different conventions, right? Yeah. I mean, the, and they don't. I just the, think about the like education to do it right on the plane. If I'm if I may deter from your yeah, story yeah, momentarily, yeah. I like the distraction, the, <laughs> the, the detours. I was thinking, this happens on the plane all the time, where it's like, listen, everyone, we've got a couple of people in the back who have a really tight connection. Ugh. When we land, if you could all just wait a minute and let them come to the front of the plane, we'd really appreciate it. And then, like, ding, everybody stands up and doesn't let them off. So when I went to Houston last week. Oh, this is the extreme version of that. Yeah. So I, I flew Key West to Dallas and then Dallas to Houston. And on the Dallas to Houston leg of the flight, they were bringing back, bringing the body of a dead service member, service man, it was a dude, um, home to his family in Houston. Um, I think he was either Navy or Marines because he had a Navy escort on the plane mm -hmm. um so the the coffin you know flag draped is in the cargo hold there's a navy guy he's in like the bulkhead of first class right i'm in first class because i'm flying for work he's in he's in the very first seat um and like we're getting ready to take off in dallas the captain gets on you know makes this thing you know we're really honored and humbled we're doing this thing so this is what's going on on this flight whatever it's an hour flight so we get to houston on time right it's, it's not like oh, all these people have the thing to do and we're like oh yeah when, i mean when we took off from dallas they did like a like a water cannon salute right the plane goes through the little thing so i mean it was like a very formal thing so we get to houston and as we're taxiing the captain's like okay so you know this service members remains are on the plane um you know they're gonna come off like just everybody stay in your seats until the escort gets off the plane because it's a ceremony there's a whole thing that happens right yeah. away they which, don't, they which don't i just, watched yeah we didn't have to it's not like you have to stay on the plane for this whole ceremony just let the escort get off first and he's literally in the front seat of the plane <sighs> so they're like stay seated please stay in your seats until the the navy escort is off the plane to get this guy's you know coffin off the plane and so we're kind of parked at the gate and i think they're you know they've got to pull up all sorts of special stuff for this and so we we're sitting there for like I mean, 30 seconds, right? And some dickhead dude in, like, the back of coach is, like, up, like, wrestling his bags out of the overhead. And one of the, I think the person, like, the head flight attendant gets on, and she's like, sir, sit down. <laughs> show some respect. <laughs> like, I she, like that. It was so good. I, I mean, in that case, everybody did say sitting, except for that one asshole in the back, and they yeah. didn't sit down. But, but yeah. there's always some guy, yeah. And I mean, usually when they tell you to stay seated, I like I sit there and then everybody else is up and I'm like, all right. But yeah, there was a, like I got off. I got off at the beginning and then um, like you could go to the windows in the waiting area around the plane. And they, there was a whole thing. I mean, they had like a, you know, a hearse and like the family members, like they drove them out onto the tarmac. The honor card. Yeah. 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 There was a whole ceremony. The pilot was out there. All of interestingly, like all of the baggage handlers right like the guys who just take the stuff off and like the cleaning crews for the plane like they were all like lined up and doing the thing and well yeah. they weren't starting their 
cleaning yeah but they could have just like waited someplace else right but they were like all you know in a proper line like you know um that's good i mean it's nice that they incorporated them and it's respect for the they did a good job but anyway i i just think of like assholes like that and he'd be like i wouldn't drive in the middle lane yeah i mean people in in germany when you drive you have a lot more responsibility than you do here and you're taught that and there's a long if you run out if you are on the autobahn and you run out of gas you'll get a ticket yeah, because you're an asshole. Because well, you couldn't, you could yeah. have avoided it, right? Yeah. And you can, and if there's no shoulder, you're really screwing stuff up, right? Yeah. Or yeah. You, you know, if you cause a stow and you're causing two thousand people to be late, with something that you could have avoided, you know, yeah. they'll they'll ticket you. You're, you know, you're required to render first aid at an accident. You yeah, have, everyone has a first aid kit. So there's, you know, so you you have responsibilities along with the license and the freedom. All right, so, so give us the word again. Rettungsgasse. So Rettungsgasse. It, so the, it were it. I was reminded of this today because I was driving back from Miami to uh, here with with Voods in the back, um, who was quite a pleasant traveler today. He only barked a few times and startled <laughs> me to the point of having a heart attack driving <laughs> off a bridge. Um, but but there was, I was just driving along and all of a sudden I st- some fire trucks come up from you know the left pulling onto Route One. Uh, and so everyone kind of leaves them a lane and they pass everyone. And then I look up, I was on the phone with you and like 300 yards ahead of me, there's this super dark black cloud just bi- billowing up from the left of the road. Yeah. And I couldn't see what it was because traffic pretty much immediately stopped, but it was clearly something on fire. Um, and so th- we just have two lanes of traffic going one way. There's no, it's not four lanes. It's just two lanes going one way there. Yeah. You know, there's like a hard median with like restaurants in it. And then, yep. um, and so everyone was just standing there and then another, um, fire truck came from behind and everyone did kind of pull over. People in the make, keys are very good about and make a lane. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, that don't scuss it. This is great. So yeah. they made it, uh, made a, uh, you know, and you also have a lot of shoulder like grass on the right. You right. can pull over. Yeah. And then I was pleased because no one was trying to jockey Like the for guy position, behind you right? trying to pull out first. Yeah. yeah, and nobody, that's right. Nobody was trying to, you know, because the traffic was still stopped for another five minutes. So, you know, but people could have like tried to jam up and, yeah. and, st- and no one was being that much of a jerk, uh, which was good. Although a few people did try to drive past the whole jam on the right on the, on the grass. I don't oh. know what happened to them. Yeah, I can see that. Hopefully some though. cop. I mean, there were like six cop cars at that. And yeah. then you, you know, after 20 minutes of being stopped, it, traffic moved again. And there was an absolutely burnt out car on the left, that, you know, yeah. off off the road by that point. But it was right in front of the fire fire station. Yeah. <laughs> if you're curious, um, the Florida, the, Mon- the Monroe County Sheriff's Office has a Twitter feed and they actually have a picture of it today because they whenever there's a closure on route one because it affects the entirety of the keys if you want to get in or out um they report all of those things so pretty much all it is is like two lanes blocked at mile marker 93 or like accident at mile marker 57 so they but they usually there's no pictures but there is a picture of that car today yeah i mean it was for me it was um, even i didn't see the car but i could see lots of black smoke then black smoke with some white smoke as they poured water on it, then more <laughs> white smoke, and then low smoke anymore. But yeah. there, I, you even saw some flames for a little while. I mean, it must have really gone up. That car was was a, hul- a husk um, yeah. when I passed it. Yeah. It wasn't a little bit of fire. Yeah. Hopefully everyone got out, you know. 
Yeah, they didn't say anything about injuries, which usually they do. No, this could so. well be one. You know, you leave it, leave it running, and it. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? I don't know. I got theories. I got theories. <laughs> it was not lightning. I could tell. <laughs> there was no lightning. Uh, anyway, right, that don't discuss it is the thing. Yeah. Um, I just I have the Fox 13 news site pulled up for the yeah. Haitian migrant thing, and there's a headline that said "Child collides with a sloth on zipline in Costa Rican rainforest." <laughs> And it's got a picture of the sloth hanging on the zip Sloths line. Sloths never wait their turn. They always just, you know, cut in front of the zip line. <laughs> wait. <laughs> Let me cross. Here's what the kid says. I just clocked him straight in the face. <laughs> what do I do about the sloth? And the tour guy said, we just wait. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Well, to a sloth, everyone is impatient. Uh, turned out there's a break on the zip line, and the kid stopped, so he didn't. Oh, he didn't clock the sloth. I guess he didn't. He didn't knock the sloth off, which is good. <laughs> the, the, the sloth or child weren't hurt. They just had to wait for the sloth to get out of the way, which so took about 15 minutes. Of course, <laughs> it was two feet. <laughs> wait, so the sloth was just like hang, hanging, hanging off on the, the zip, wire, the yep. wire directly without a. They without said within, the zipline apparatus. Within 30 seconds, several, seven people went on the cable. It was fine. And then the kid went and the sloth had gotten on. So the sloth got on there real fast and it just took him a long time to get off. I would, you know what I would do is try to put the sloth on the zipline and it'll be the fastest the sloth has ever gone in his entire life. <laughs> It'll be like, I'm going supersonic. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's it for the podcast. We're, oh, we've, I, we've devolved. That's funny. <laughs> 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 All right, everyone. Uh, well, until next week, Slava Ukraini. Ah, Slava Ukraini. And don't bite anyone unless they ask you to. That's right. Don't bite anyone. And happy St. Patrick's Day for, you know, today. Woot woot. Bye. Bye. <laughs>